thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. What are you worried about in the world today? Talk about a loaded question. Is there something you think about or pray about every day? Pastor J.D. shares seven prayer topics with you that he encourages everyone to pray for daily. After all, persistent prayer may be the only weapon we have against some of these evils. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 21st, 2023. Romans 2.4 is the kindness of God that leads one to repentance. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 through 11, it's astounding. I would even venture to say upsetting to most Christians because the Apostle Paul has the audacity by the Holy Spirit to talk to those Christians in that Corinthian church that came out of a lifestyle of homosexuality. He has the audacity to say, you know what? God does not condemn you. God loves you. Jesus did not come to condemn you. You're already condemned. He came to save you. God loves you. Actually, today's But God testimony speaks to and testifies of the grace and mercy of God who loves these people. Jesus died for these people. He wants to save them, not condemn them. I think we do err greatly and we misrepresent a loving God greatly when we condemn them. No, Jesus loves them. Jesus can save them. (sighs) Number five, increasing spraying and poisoning of our skies. Now this is an interesting one. It might seem odd at first, but it's really right out of Revelation 11, 18. Pray for God's reward for us and the destruction of those who destroy the earth. This is a prophecy in Revelation eleven eighteen when God judges the world. He's going to destroy those who destroyed the earth, those who destroyed his creation. God created the earth. Satan hates God's creation. That's why he wants to destroy us, created in the image of God. I want to share with you an email we received from an online member. It represents the emails we receive on a regular basis in regards to the poisonous injections. And with this one in particular, it's also representative of the emails and comments about the poisonous spring of the skies, which 
we've covered extensively in previous updates as it relates to geoengineeringwatch.org and the outstanding work of Dane Wigington. Here's what she wrote. I'd like to say how very much your ministry has meant to me over the past three years. One bit of sanity in an increasingly insane world. I have been aware of the devious plans for several decades, but never imagined it would be quite as evil as it appears to be. God has made a way for me to continue working in health care, although my employer refused to accept your exemption letter, lifting the mandate just as I was about to lose my job. I have had no jabs, have never put a swab in my mouth or nose for testing. However, the geoengineering appears to have had an effect as I now struggle to breathe with any activity. I am trusting God on how I get to heaven, whether it's in the rapture, my favored mode, or as a dead in Christ. Thank you for all that you do. God bless you all, Sarah. That's real. That's raw. And that's true. Number six, and I won't, don't, won't spend a lot of time on this. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Sorry. Confusing and deceiving political theater. Pray for God's wisdom. Pray for God's truth in the midst of this evil last day's deception and with it this powerful delusion. This is Second Thessalonians 2, really the entire chapter. I want to spend just a little bit of time, if you don't mind, on number seven, because this is where it really hits home. The intensifying personal trials for Christians. This kind of brings us back to our text, Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. I'll add to it James 5.16, which I know you know well. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous, not our own righteousness, but those righteous in Christ's imputed righteous, avails, accomplishes much. But specifically, and this is another thing about prayer, pray specifically. Pray with specificity. Pray for God's strength. Pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray for perseverance. Pray for tenacity and persistence. And again, I, I know there are those times, and the Lord knows, when you just can't pray. There just are no words. But the Lord knows all about it. You don't have to explain it to him. He knows more about it than you know about it. He knows the end from the beginning. I know that it is getting increasingly, infinitely more difficult as we get close to the sound of the trumpet. And it will continue to do so. And that's the whole point of this prophecy update. We ought always to pray, persistently pray, 
if we're to have any hope of not giving up, never, ever give up. You stay at the throne. You keep asking. You keep seeking. You keep knocking. You keep praying for that wayward daughter, that prodigal son. You keep praying for that loved one that needs Jesus. You never stop. You keep praying. You keep seeking, you keep asking, you keep knocking. You never give up on that husband, that wife. Your marriage, keep praying. Don't stop praying. Yeah, but pastor, man, it's like I, I pray and then it gets worse. Oh, wow. So logically you say, well, then if it keeps getting worse, the more I pray, I'm just going to stop praying. Really? Well, sometimes, I know this is shocking, but God knows what he's doing. You don't know what God's doing. And God's timing is always perfect. He knows what he's doing and why it seems to you that he's delaying. He's not delaying. If you only knew, and he can't tell you because you wouldn't get it. Because he's infinite and you're finite. And like a little child, you know, with all of our why questions, the whys of God, the ways of God, God, why? And here's God going, I would love to tell you why. But here's what would happen if I told you why. You would have a thousand more why questions. So how about you just trust me? What a novel idea. If you knew what I was going to do, if you only knew. Isaiah 30, 18, the Lord will wait to be gracious unto you. He's never late. He's never early. And we don't want him to be early. His timing is always perfect. Listen, I, I know right now it's really hard and it seems like it's been going on for a long time and you are looking at this thing like, I'm not going to make it this time. This is how it ends. This guy's saying, no, no, it's not. You have no idea how this is going to end. Just wait, you'll see. Just watch me now. I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to blow you out of the water. And then after and when I do it, because I'm going to do it. It's not if, it's when. When I do it, oh, you're going to go, oh, God, that was so cool. I told you. I tried to tell you. Yeah, but God, if I'd have known, I tried to tell you. You, you. What? You didn't trust me. Yeah, but God, the way, I don't know how you did it. I mean, I don't know the way you did it. I just know that you did it. And here's God going, I know, because I'm God. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? You have a big God. Our faith is so little when our God is so big. You know, I know this might seem a little weird and we're almost done. I appreciate your patience, but I think God is blessed. We bless the heart of God when we bring big prayers to Him, because we can. 
Because what, we, what we're saying is when we bring a big problem, an impossible problem, it's impossible for us. And God's like, good. It's impossible. It's about time, J.D. I'm the God of the impossible. I mean, the situation, it's so big. It's so perplexing. It's so impossible. And God's like, come on, come on, bring it, bring it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I got this. <laughs> oh, you're going to see what I'm going to do. And by the way, when you bring me little, you know, prayers, nothing wrong with small prayers, you know, like when you pray for a parking spot at Evie Costco, nothing wrong with that. God's like, yeah, just get the intern, send them down there, get them a parking spot there. But what we're saying to God is, um, God, I'm not going to bring you the big stuff. I mean, you got a whole universe to run, so... You know, I'm just going to ask you for this. And why, why do you pray so small when I'm so big? What, you don't trust me to do something that big? Trust God for big things, because He's a big God. Yeah, but I got big problems. Your God's bigger. But I, I got big marriage problems. Oh, your, your God is bigger. Yeah, but I got big problems with my kids. Ah, oh, you're God. By the way, God loves your kids more than you ever could. And He wants them right with Him more than you ever could. Okay, I, gotta, I need to end. How about we end the way we began with this prophetic promise and parable? about always praying, so as to not lose heart. If there was ever a time to pray, that time is now, because now is how it ends. The end is not here. The end is here. Are you losing heart? Are you weary? Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for your soul. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Oh, just come to me. Give that to me, will you? I never made you to carry such a weight. Oh, I love that hymn of old. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Because we don't carry everything to Him in prayer. Well, this is why we do these updates and have for many years. It's why we end with the gospel, the good news, and the simple ABCs of salvation. The A is just simply for admit or acknowledge. This is how to be saved. This is just a simple way to share your faith. Should the Lord ever give you the profound privilege of sharing Jesus with someone? It starts this way. There has to be an acknowledging that you're a sinner. Otherwise, why would you be interested in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 
sort of explains the bad news first with the good news. And the bad news is, is that the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what the word gospel means. Good news, your debt has been paid. You're free to go. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. The B, very central, is for belief. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. It's so simple. Like with prayer being complicated, so too have we also complicated the simplicity of the gospel. And the C, lastly, is just for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. That's what comes as an outward expression of an inward commitment. When you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, you call upon the name of the Lord, Romans 10, 13, all who call upon the name of the Lord will, 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 will be saved. I implore you today, if you're here today or watching online and you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ, I plead with you, I beseech you, do not delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life. It's not too late, but there is coming a day where it will be too late. Today is the day of salvation. Seek Him while He may be found. Well, again, I appreciate your patience. Today's But God testimony comes from someone who asked that I not share their name. Good day, Pastor J.D., I am writing to you from a tiny Caribbean island. Please permit me not to be specific with the name as the nature of what I'm going to share is very personal. And I feel this is how the Holy Spirit will have me to share this but God testimony. I pray it will encourage you and others to hold fast to God's grace and mercy. Growing up, I struggled with my secret life of homosexuality. What strengthened this lifestyle as a stronghold was my viewing of sexual videos online. Even after I gave my life to Christ, I still continued secretly with this lifestyle, which eventually affected my personal plans as well as my relationship with God. The Holy Spirit kept striving with me and urged me to stop. It is really true that those whom the Heavenly Father loves, He chastens. My chastisement came through my personal plans being shattered and I being struck into a mental breakdown. This led me to being admitted into a psychiatric ward. While on the ward I took ill with a fever that was not going down and eventually was moved into a hospital where I went into a coma. It was then that my blood was tested for the first time in 2017, and they saw that I had full-blown AIDS. My immune system was so weak that the doctor diagnosed that I would not recover and advised my loved ones that it would be best if they started making plans for my departure from this life. But God, I woke up out of the coma, 
unable to speak properly or walk. After one week after waking up from the coma, I was wheeled out of the hospital in a wheelchair since I couldn't walk. Two weeks after leaving the hospital, I was speaking fluently and walking again, although there was some minor discomfort. It was from then that I was led to go online to research COVID-19 and came across pastors like yourself preaching on prophecy. This is no coincidence, but God. The things that I listened to online, align. I say thank God for raising up people like you for such a time as this, because people like me need this kind of encouragement. I now see why the scripture says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. My old nature still tries to tempt me, but God's spirit is in full control, so I am able to resist the flesh. My heart is set on the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who laid his life down for me and shed his blood to save me. It is finished. I say hallelujah. When that trumpet blow, I'm ready to go. A born again believer saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. By the way, brother, I'm going to steal that one. I like that. Capona, what do you think? We write a song. You write a song. Not me. You. When that trumpet blow, I'm going to go. Come on up. Why don't you stand up? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. All the glory. Do your holy name, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for prayer. What would we do if we didn't have prayer? Thank you that we can come to you, ask of you, look to you, trust in you, wait on you, anticipate from you grand and glorious things to come because we've asked because we seek, because we knock, we keep on asking, we keep on seeking, we keep on knocking persistently, persistently, persevering in prayer. Oh God, give us that perseverance, that persistence. Please, O oh Lord, hearken unto the voice of our cry. I know there are many in my hearing that are in deep pain today. You know exactly what's happening. You know how hurt their heart is. Lord, would you today, as only you can, hearken unto the voice of our cry. Hearken unto the voice of our cry. We cry out unto you, O Lord. Who is like unto you, O Lord? There is none like you, O Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, and Jesus, Maranatha. Come quickly, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing 
And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.